You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a best-selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity, but as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Dannert, and today we have an amazing young lady with us who is an author, coach, and speaker. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So let's get started. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I am Joy, Joy Freeman, the founder and CEO of Joy Just Own Yours. Like you said, I'm a speaker, author, and coach really focused on women's empowerment in life and leadership, truly in the world and the workplace to kind of help us move along and really seeing who we are and what's within so we can shine outward. Oh, I love that. So what made you get started, you know, down this path? Tell us a little bit of how you got here. Nice. So uh, corporate wise, I have always been in corporate America and human resources, employee relations, and seeing women struggle with what we go through in life, just normal life, the things that all women have gone through from hurts, hangups, bad habits, just working through healing and how it impacted the workplace. And that is what drew me to really wanting to work with women in the workplace, but then realizing we got to be right in the world first, and then we can show up better in the workplace. So that's what kind of started that catalyst. And then just working on helping women individually in executive coaching and then doing the coaching throughout. And that led to the speaking and that led to um, writing a book and just those type of that. One thing led to another to be able to make sure that we're always inspiring and encouraging each other. So. So how did you um, end up in HR? Did you fall into HR or did you, you know, go to school for it? I did. <laughs> I was tripped, stumbled and fell. Um, somehow in my mind, I thought IT was going to be my thing. And I was in IT. And then someone asked me to come over and help part-time because they were falling short on the HR staff. And I said, sure. And it went from part-time to, I did a you know half and half split to where I ended up doing, you know, two thirds to where I was like, okay, I just want to do this only. And then I left the, um, and it was same company. So I left the IT side and never looked back, never looked back, started with training and recruiting then. And then it just expanded with different aspects of HR and really dove into the employee relations side, because I saw how, people were coming to work and how we were handling things in the workplace weren't always right. And then how individuals were showing up at work and their expectations, trying to make sure they have real expectations and accountability, but then also holding their own leaders accountable. So really wanting to bridge that gap and never look back. We are 28 years, 29 years, (laughs) 29 years later. And I love it. I love it. I love it. So what's your favorite part about HR? Because I'm also in HR. So there's no two days the same. And there's so many different practices within and disciplines within HR. What's your favorite? Yeah. Um, I would have to say the learning and development aspect. 
presenting and training. And maybe that's just because that is my gift and being able to share. But I think that learning and development helps in all aspects of HR, whereas we're training individuals, we're developing them, we're coaching them, we're advising them all the way from recruitment when you're talking to people out and about, you know, early in my career, when you're telling people how to show up, how to interview. But then now we're in a space where we want to be our authentic selves. How can you show up authentically with everything that you have going on, but still be your best in the workplace? And that's about having difficult conversations, knowing how who you are and whose you are in some cases, having that self-image and having a positive mindset, despite what goes on in the organization, in your personal life, all those different aspects. That is where I think learning and development has been um, my, my gig, my jam, which then of course feeds into that employee relations and speaking. I love that. What is it about difficult conversations that is um, hard for individuals? Um, I think people struggle with, people struggle with, get asking and trying to get people to come and get to that root cause. And then people are hesitant to share the root cause because sometimes in the workplace, it's, it's kind of held against you. You can't share your true mental health challenges and experiences that you're going through. And then people tend not to forgive in the workplace and they want to hold on to it three evaluations later. And so it's one of those things that I think that has been um, a passion for me, I would say. So when it comes to executive leadership, do you only focus, do you only work with women or do you also work with men? I work with everyone because corporately you kind of have to work with everyone Mm -hmm. separately outside of corporate America or the typical nine to five, my personal organization, I tend to emphasize with women because women have experienced the glass ceiling, whether Mm -hmm. it's still there or not, whether some have shattered it or haven't. Um, We have a lot to overcome when it comes to diversity and women at the table, women being invited into the room, women expected to have a voice versus sometimes they think inviting you to the table or having you there is good enough. And that's not the case. I need I want our women to show up more than just nodding heads. Give feedback, know your background, know your understanding and speak up on it so people can then take your advice take your coaching, take the expertise that women have and utilize our voice with power and purpose. I think that's um, important to me. So while my emphasis is on women, I definitely would help anyone that needs the help because all voices need to be heard. That's so true. That's so true. So when it comes to your coaching, particularly with women, is there a common theme that you notice that women, either, either they lack you know, confidence or imposter syndrome? Is there like a common theme? Absolutely. It is self-image, period. Mm. Drop d- drop the mic. It's a wrap. It's self-image. It, and that feeds into that imposter syndrome. That feeds into a lot of why, it, while people say, well, Joy, just work on corporate America women. I can't because it's the women in the world that are struggling when they get into the workplace. And that's the piece for me that um, having that confidence, having that courage, having that conqueror mindset that despite what I might be going through, um, how can I overcome this? And then working with the leaders in the organization to understand sometimes reasonable accommodations aren't always this medical need. A woman might be simply going through a divorce. A woman might become be a single mom and be cool with the divorce, but trying to balance her schedule. So she needs a 10, 15 minute work shift, slightly shift in their schedule. That's something to me that is absolutely powerful and understanding a reasonable accommodation. Sometimes it's just about being reasonable. Yeah. Um, so that, that I think that's the biggest thing 
for me that I try to convey. So when it comes to the self-image, what do you think it's like the root problem? And what are some tips that women, you know, if someone that's listening or watching us later on can say, okay, I can implement this today. I think the greatest thing is trust that whisper because we will regularly tell ourselves what we're not good at, what we're not good at. But when you sit back and go, I do got my degree. I have went to school for this, or I have worked for 30 years, or I have done this for 10 years, five years. Trust that whisper because it's that louder voice that drowns out the whisper. Right. And the reality is we are so powerful when we get to the root, take the emotions out of it, lay down the facts. We are amazing. You have your degree. You have your experience. You've overcome so much. You are not where you used to be. So trust that whisper of life. Those are the facts. Deal with the feelings, but let's get to the facts. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we are greater than those that we let step and go beyond us because Mm -hmm. we don't come forward with facts. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you and I connected on a new book that's coming out in early 2024. Yeah. Voices of the 21st Century, Women Empowered Through Passion and Purpose. Can you share your chapter title and summarize it in one sentence? I think even the title summarizes it, but it's choosing joy and owning your shine. Mm. And it is, and I may have even transposed that, but that is, <laughs> it's choosing joy and owning your time. And it truly is about that. Separate from your setbacks and challenges, choose joy daily. Choose it daily. Be intentional about choosing it because then you can own that shine that comes from within. That can counteract that imposter syndrome. If you wake up each day and it's not going to be easy, I'm not saying that at all, but it has to be intentional. And say, I'm choosing joy despite X instead of this. Oh, oh my God, I just heard this. I'm still choosing joy. doesn't mean you'll always have a smile, but it means you can smile through the pain. And really owning that shine, because even though you might be hurting sometimes, telling someone and giving that testimony can bring a shine because then you can help someone else heal through something maybe they're going through. So I think that's the um, the title really tells it all. Choose joy and owning your shine intentionally. I love that. I love that. So you also have authored another book. I have. I, I have. see me. So I have. Tell us about that. Yes. So that is, again, everything I do is for everyone, but that is really dedicated to women with um, those this challenges we talked about with self uh, with self image. So it is I see me, the journey to improving your self image. And that is truly about how complimentary in certain cultures or in certain environments we say, I see you, girl, I see you. OK, you doing that. I see you. But when do you look in the mirror and say, I see me? Mm-hmm. When do you lay out all your promise and take away and, and get out of this quicksand that you're in of all the challenges and looking through the rearview mirror and really say, I see me. I see me through my flaws. I see favor. I see potential. I see promise. Now, let me walk in that. So that that is the whole premise behind I See Me. It's definitely an interesting read. It's a different read. So it's not like a book. It's more of a guide. When you get it, you can read through it or you right. can work through it. Mm. And it's like having that conversation when you get advice. Yeah. You always right. take it the first time. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> no. you don't. And then you 
what I said, right? So, um, so yeah. So then you have the chance to be able to actually tangibly have something in hand to take notes, to read, to go back and reflect. And you can hit waypoint by waypoint, which is basically a chapter, but waypoint is destinations and a journey. Mm -hmm. And you can go to a specific waypoint or you can kind of read through and truly grow to empower yourself and to just engage yourself with life. So it seems that you're, well, not seems, you are very passionate about women empowerment, inspiration, guiding, growing, transformation. So is there something in your life that occurred early on that you saw that there was a gap that changed the trajectory of your life that led you to be so passionate? Um, I can't say there was a gap. I would say that I did grow up in, um, I did grow up. So I'm the youngest of three girls. Um, So some may say you're spoiled, but often you can also be almost ignored or not seen. Mm. And then, um, you know, my mother, she has her story and her testimony. She's a great mother now, but she experienced her alcoholism. And then I realized that, okay, I'm sharing things and people are putting, not putting me down, but don't share so much joy. You're doing good in school. You don't need to tell everybody, Joy. Oh, you're doing it. Okay, don't say anything. So at some point, I realized I was losing myself because I stopped praising myself because people would say, oh, it's like you're bragging. Well, no, I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing. But at the time, I swallowed that. I'm just bragging. I'm not. I'm just bragging. So let me be quiet. Let me let me humble myself. Let me not share so much. And then I realized, wait a minute, this this is this is hurting me more than it is them and they're moving on meanwhile now i'm in a space to say i don't need to hush because my my humility is there i can be humble but my my accomplishments things that i've survived things that i've made it through because you can't see that for me doesn't mean i have to mute myself and that is where as i grew up and got older and from dating um, from dealing with it in the home to then dating and having guys that would say, oh, these great things. But then when you get with them long enough, they start to say certain things to try right. to make you not be so confident out there. Yeah. And then it's like, no, friends that you have that really aren't cheerleading for you. They're waiting for you to fail or hoping you don't get that job or hoping you don't get that you know, uh, promotion. So those are the things that I've realized it's already in me. My favor is set. So your shadow on me just means you're not for me. And that's okay. Like getting to the point to say, everybody's not for you and you won't be for everyone. And that is okay. Or it's time to grow away from certain people. Growing up, it was hard to let go of people because I'm a very loyal person. My family, my mother, my father, my siblings were very close. I believed in closeness and loyalty and you hold people down no matter what. Well, sometimes you have to realize that when it's not reciprocated, it's okay to let go. And sometimes it's okay to grow away. Everybody's not there for you for every season. And sometimes they go away and come back and sometimes they're gone for good, but they were great for that season and for that reason. So I still don't knock anyone that moves on from me or that I have to move on from. And I don't do it out of cocky. It's a humble separation because it hurts to grow. You get growing pains. It hurts to grow but you're in a better place when you do. So I think that was my, my upbringing and challenges of upbringing that got me to where I'm finally in my faith and my root in, in faith is what keeps me there. 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So joy stands for just own yours. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more, more about that. How did you come up with that? So it's so funny. And I, and I can, uh, I won't say his name until I, I tell him that I put it out there all, all the time, but um, it's joy, just own yours. And then I was trying to play with like my Twitter handle or something back in the day. And I had it already. I had two and I had it already. And I was like, gosh. So I hit up one of, one of the, this individual. And I was like, what do you think about this? And they're like, girl, you already got it in the bag. <laughs> but you're saying, I used to say, just own yours, joy. And he was like, flip that. Joy, just own yours. It's already mm. in the name. And I was like, all you know. Ah! Right. <laughs> I can go, go, go. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. And then it truly just resonated. When I say once I got that feedback, it was true. It's joy. Just own yours. You can't make anyone else happy until you're happy. And that's for everyone. So right. once you're happy and that joy from the inside is shining mm -hmm. out, and that's that choosing joy because that joy that's in you and then owning that shine, that's that inner joy. That's that in spite of what I'm going through. I can be here for someone else. And that's that joy, just own yours. I love that. I love that. So what are you working, you know, working forward towards in 2024? What are you looking forward to aside from our book coming out? <laughs> yes. So I'm excited to see the things that I see me has to offer, but also the voices of the 21st century um, that is something that I'm excited to work with all the women because we have sister authors, as you know, um, excited to see what that brings and offers just to really empower women. Whereas uh, to have a book that has so many stories and testimonies, um, it, it, it has to touch someone. Like yes. when, when you, when you're saying certain things, you're like, I'm not sure if it, it might hit land. It might, it might not. It, it's going to land like it's going to uh, impact someone's life because we all we're although we're unique, our stories aren't different. Someone is going through it, too. Yes. And they need someone's story, whether it's mine or one of my sister authors. So I'm looking forward to the impact that these books will have in 2024. But I'm really looking forward to being tapped for more podcasts. Yes. <laughs> have me back and let's see what I'm doing. Um, podcast speaking engagements, really making this be a permanent full-time lifelong journey as far as filling women up, lifting us up, having an empowerment, joy conference. Um, I do women, small women conferences annually, and I'm looking forward to next year, hopefully being one of my first larger small ones. Um, so that's, that's exciting. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So as we get ready to wrap up and wind down, you are on the Fearless Fridays podcast. How are you living a fearless life? Gosh, I have such this honest answer that it probably needs to be. <laughs> um, I am. Um, I am okay with. Um, my being fearless stands by me being okay with forgetting what people have done mm. to me and forgiving myself for what I've done to myself. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's probably the best answer. The other one was saying, forget them. <laughs> when people aren't in your favor, forget them. When people are hating on you, forget them. But the other one sounded a little, <laughs> a little bit more laced. 
of grace with it. You know, and that is so powerful what you said about forgiving yourself. Because I think oftentimes, especially as women and probably even men too, but speaking as a woman, it's easy for you to forgive someone else that has hurt you, but we struggle forgiving ourselves. Yes, we absolutely. um, I think that's one of the things I always wanted to convey to women is we're driving down the street. It's okay. Somebody do you wrong, a girlfriend, a guy friend, a mate, a partner, a family member. It's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I forgive you. But then we ponder and ponder and ponder over our own mistakes and things that we do and we can't forgive ourselves. And that's a lot of how you said that theme that we go through. That is what I see, that lack of forgiveness. And that is what makes that chink in the armor, so to speak, with our self-image. We don't forgive ourselves. So then we keep reminding, keep reminding, keep reminding. It's like that person who knew you from elementary or high school. And then you're doing, you're on to doing big things or you're chasing a dream, but they keep telling you, I remember when, and you're like, I'm not not back then. I'm moving on. Correct. That's what we do to ourselves by not Mm. forgiving ourselves. Yeah. I love it. Fearless Friday. Yes. I love that. That's so powerful. Yeah. So where can our listeners, our viewers connect with you, support you, book you? Absolutely. You can go to my website, www.justown, like ownership, justownyours.com and Instagram and all social media platforms at justownyours. And you will find me, Joy. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. Make sure to stay connected with us and you can find us on Facebook at MRD Empowerment Solutions or on Instagram as Marianne Rivera Dannert. You can also visit our website at MarianneRiveraDannert.com. As always, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority and you matter. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.